All right, guys, welcome back to the 5 a.m. Hustle podcast. I'm Jack Constantine, and I'm here with Kevin Zhang. Say hi, Kevin. How's it going, guys? Excited to be here. So real quick, I'm just going to let you give a little bit of context to the listeners about who you are and what you've really done up to this point in your life. Yeah, of course. So my name is Kevin, and uh, I'm a serial e-commerce entrepreneur. And what e-commerce is, it's when you sell products or services on the internet. And if I have one big claim to fame, it is that in my first year as an e-commerce entrepreneur, so I graduated from college in May 2018. And from August 2018, when I officially started my business to August 2019, so my first year as an e-commerce entrepreneur, uh, my team and I successfully generated $20 million in sales. And it's just been a wild, wild ride since then. And now on top of the e-commerce operations that we run, I also actively serve as an investor in different e-commerce businesses, and also I'm very involved in entrepreneurship and e-commerce education. So what really brought you to e-commerce? What, what was the really magnetism there? What brought you to it? Yeah, so it was my last semester in college, and I had already locked in a very good corporate job that you know, it's one of the best jobs that you can get from the school I went to. And, you know, while most, I guess my peers, you know, the, the, the kind of classic thing to do your senior year last semester of college is, is just to have as much fun as possible. And then you're going to sell your soul to corporate America. And the school I went to, most kids um, that are kind of ambitious and higher achieving, they end up either on Wall Street or in management consulting. So I had a management consulting job. It's going to pay me six figures out of college. But Unlike my peers, I just, I kind of felt empty the moment I got that job offer. Like it was this thing I was working for, for four years. Like as a freshman, I knew that was a job I wanted and I worked very hard for four years and I finally got it. And I just felt like underwhelmed. I felt like just, just this is supposed to, you know, solve my problems. This is supposed to be supposed to make the happiest person in the world. And I didn't feel that much excitement about it. So I took $3,000 that I originally saved from a summer internship the year before and this $3,000 was what I was originally going to use to kind of travel the world before I start working. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my seed capital to go ahead and, and figure something out um, so I don't have to go work this corporate job. And I was doing a lot of research. I didn't give a crap about what field I was going to play in. I just needed a way that I felt like would give me the best odds of you know being successful and, and making money so I didn't have to go uh, sell myself to, to corporate America. And the statistics of e-commerce the writing was just all over the wall. You know, at that point in 2018, I, I found out that the share of retail that was online was only 8%. And I don't know about you or any of the listeners, but I think we're going to live in a 50-50 world one day, right? 50% mm -hmm. online, 50% in person, probably even more online, but let's just say it's 50-50. That means that business I built in 2018 that did $20 million in its first year, will do $100 million by the end of 2021 just because the market is growing that much faster, right? So I wanted to find a space where the value of my work gets a massive multiple because it's kind of a very disruptive, ripe time. And mm -hmm. e-commerce was just the clearest, clearest answer to me. I mean, I was seeing the biggest brands in the world go out of business um, because they were retailers. And then, you know, like Toys R Us is out of business, right? Like I grew up loving yeah. it. It's an iconic American brand, right? Uh, Victoria's Secret closing stores left and right, Macy's, right? You name it. And while this was going on, I saw startups like 
all birds go from zero to two billion in two years and Warby Parker and Kylie Cosmetics, you know, like you name it, Dollar Shave Club. So I knew like, hey, this is history that's in the making. This is the field I want to play in. And uh, it was an easy decision for me to, to go all in on e-commerce. So you were very success- successful very quickly um, in this industry. Do you think it was the research and being so prepared that got you there? Or what do you think was the real reason? So I actually don't think I was that successful that quickly. It actually, it took me three months and uh, basically $6,000 lost from that $3,000 uh, before I even got any kind of consistent profitability. So I run an e-commerce educational program and my students in there, you know, they're getting results week one, week two, like first mm-hmm. month for sure. I actually haven't even met a single student of mine that's successful that took three months to get there. Obviously, they have a program. They have me as a mentor. I didn't have those luxuries, but you know, I don't think I had a lot of fast success. Now, I think my whole year was very fast results, right? Like 20 million, that's crazy. Yeah. My start was very slow. I think the, the reasoning behind such a fast, fast growth is just I found that most people kind of in this digital entrepreneurship space, especially e-commerce, they treat it as like a scheme. They treat it as like a side hustle. They treat it as kind of this hustly, like, you know, this like, just, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't think about, they treat it as like, this is a passive income stream mm-hmm. of many, right? This is just like a way to make money and make money quick. My business partner and I always came into this thing thinking, this is a legitimate business and we're going to build it like a legitimate business. We're going to hire people and we're going to build infrastructure. We're going to build automation And because we were one of the few people in this entire space, massive lucrative space that approached the business in this way, in this structured, logical, like business driven way, we completely crushed the competition. So it's, I think that's the the reason for, for $20 million in year one, but my start was actually a lot slower than most. I mean, that's incredible. And it just goes to show how much you separate yourself in general, but I'd like to know, so when you were younger, did you always have an ambition to be greater than you were expected to be? Or you were expected to just get a corporate job and go in corporate America. Did you always have that ambition to go further than that point? So actually, I'm going to say no. Um, I would say like as a kid, I wasn't that ambitious, but I definitely was very rebunctious. Like I was always someone that didn't really listen to authority that much. And it kind of got me into trouble. So while I was in high school, actually, um, I, I almost got... I almost went to prison for 15 years, actually. I got arrested because I threw a massive party in my neighbor's house without their permission, and we just completely trashed the place. And I actually got arrested. You know, it was, it was a really scary time in my life. I was caught cheating in high school before, too. Like, I, I had not a very good college application. I think I got very lucky, the schools that actually decided to accept me. But I wasn't like a very driven, kind of motivated person until that, that whole prison incident uh, you know, where, where I, where I, I was literally, I was, I was, I was charged with like a felony, you know, in Illinois, mm. you have to be 17 to be a felony. And, uh, I was charged with that. And it just, that blew my mind. Like that was like the biggest wake up call anyone ever needs in life. Right. I, I told myself like, if there's any chance I get lucky here, which I ended up getting very lucky. And I think had I looked a little bit differently, I probably wouldn't be here with you today, but I got very lucky. And since that moment, I've been living life on borrowed, borrowed time, right? I'm like, okay, I did commit the crime, right? It's like, this did happen. Mm-hmm. Logically, I should have taken the consequences. I got very lucky. Like life kind of gave me a pass, right? Yeah. And now what I choose to do with my time on earth has to be, has to be worth something. Like I, I didn't just get this free pass 
so I could screw around. So I think it was after that moment that I really changed my mindset and just how I approach each day of my life in general. And uh, ever since then, I've been very, very motivated, very, very ambitious, obviously. But yeah, I really took that, that moment junior year in high school to kind of turn on the switch for me. I'm sure that the instant catalyst was obviously a great motivator for you, but it probably wasn't the only thing that happened. What steps did you have to take initially to get yourself into more of the person you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, 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 it's very, very interesting. But if you think about it, like everything you have to do in life to be successful is very transparent and clear, Mm -hmm. right? There's something within us that makes us choose to do things or not do things like the, the kids that complain that they have bad grades. You, you can have good grades. Like it's a guarantee you can have good grades if you just study, right? It's like, it's a fully transparent way of just improving your life in that aspect, right? Like it's, it's, it shouldn't be a complaint. It shouldn't be confusing why you have bad grades or, or, or how to get good grades because it's, it's in the pudding. Now, of course, there are some students that choose to get straight A's and some students that, you know, get straight D's, right? And everyone knows what you have to do to get straight A's. So it's something very internal that makes you make these decisions of, am I going to do the things that are right? Am I going to do things that are wrong? Am I going to do the things that actually advance my goals? So I think because of that experience, what, what it made me realize is kind of just, you know, I for the first time in my life, I, I defined my goals, first of all, right? So it's like, I knew what I wanted, right? And I, what I wanted more than anything was to just change my life around, right? Like, I, I was like, okay, I was not a very good student. You know, I didn't live up to my potential. I don't think I'm a stupid person, but, you know, maybe a lot of my peers think I'm stupid because I'm underperforming. I, I just want to do the best I can, right? And that mm-hmm. means that everything I do moving forward from this day, I'm really going to just try to be the best at, right? Like, I will definitely do that. I'm going to tell you right now, I went to a very difficult school. Uh, Vanderbilt is a very competitive university. I graduated college with close to like a 396. You know, like I had very few A minuses and the rest of all my grades at Vanderbilt were straight A's, right? It was very hard to do that. It was a lot of sleepless nights. It's, it's just, it's intense. It's an intense university, but mm-hmm. I knew I had to do that because it was just a different attitude I have, right? So I think it's, it's that attitude that really needs to click in someone's brain or, or, or else it never will, right? It's like, okay, you have your goals. You know what your dream life is like, right? Everyone has that daydream of like, okay, either it's I'm driving a crazy car, living in a big house, maybe, you know, hot girlfriend or everyone has those fantasies. But the people that really want those things are willing to take short-term sacrifices and short-term pain to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really want those things, you're never going to get those things then it's just a daydream. So I think that moment, what it forced me to do was define my goals, clarified in my brain that I really want these things. Like I really want to be great. I really want to be successful. I really want people to, to know I mattered. I really want to feel like I'm pushing my potential to the highest, right? Like if I fail, it's going to be because I'm not smart enough, not because I didn't work hard enough, right? So, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the situation I wanted. I wanted it more than anything. And it was just it was easy to get there, right? It's not mm-hmm. easy, but it's the path is there for you, right? It's, you know, anyone, it's, it's just like that path is straightforward. This is what you have to do to do well in college, right? Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is a little bit different because it's, it's kind of the wilderness. There's confusing aspects. You're not told what you do, but within any institution like high school or college, it's straightforward, right? The answers are right there. You just literally have to give a shit or don't give a shit, right? And, yep. and I decided from that moment, I was going to start giving a shit. 
And I think too many students, they, they think that it's always supposed to be easy to them. It's always supposed to be, oh, if it's not easy, then I'm not good at it. Like they always write themselves off. There's no potential in growing. And I think that when they have that short-term mindset, they're never going to reach a goal. They may go after something for three weeks and have perfect habits. They may eat right exercise, but then afterwards it's going to drop off. Did you, did you have to instill habits in yourself? Did you like, what was the change in that sense that you had to make on a day-to-day basis? I think it's, it's like, okay, it's, it's top down, right? Mm-hmm. I think the people that don't follow through through execution just never really wanted it. Like, you know, we know the, we know, we know people, it's like, I have friends that are kind of on the bigger side of things and they're like, okay, you know, I would love to lose weight. I've been bullied my, my whole life for being fat. Right. Or like being chubby. I really want to lose weight. This is like a big insecurity of mine. I really want it, but they never do. So it's like, no, you, you're, you're not really feeling that bad about being chubby. You don't really want to be healthy that badly or else mm-hmm. you would, right? It's like you want to, Netflix is important enough for you to spend an hour a day, every single yeah. day watching. Like it's, it's a staple of your life. Mm-hmm. Health just isn't as important to you as Netflix or else it really is an hour of day. Like it's mm-hmm. an hour a day of working out and you will get very, very healthy in the course of a year, right? It's so yeah. easy. It's so simple. There are harder problems to solve in life, right? So I think it's, it's all about first, I became obsessed with this thing, right? I, I became obsessed with, I want to feel, and it had nothing to do with like tangible results. I just wanted to feel like given my potential, given my weaknesses and my strengths that I just really give it a run, right? Like I, I really want to know that, that Kevin Zhang is not perfect, but given what he has, given him circumstances, given what he was born with, he did pretty damn well for himself, right? That's how I wanted to feel mm-hmm. internally. It has nothing to do with the outside world. It was internal. I was obsessed with accomplishing that at the very least. And when you become obsessed with something and you really want it, the habits are easy to form because the habits are straightforward. You know, it's like, what do I need to do now to start achieving well in, in high school? Well, I better study for tests and I better not do it the night before. You know, I could study two days before now, three days before, even a week before. It's like, okay, you will get a good grade, yeah. right? It's like you objectively will. So I, I cruised through high school after that moment and I cruised through college. It was obviously very hard, but it's, it's straightforward. You know, it's like, they're telling you what you have to do. All you have to do is do it and you will get what they promise you. Right. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship is a little bit different, obviously because nothing is guaranteed, but at least for that part of my life, the habit building, it's easy if you really, really want it. Like it's not rocket science, what it takes to be healthier. Okay. Just stop eating junk food and start working out for an hour a day. You will be healthier. The problem is it's not like people are confused about what to do. People just don't actually want to do those things. And if you don't want to do the habits that bring you to that overall goal, the overall goal really didn't mean that much to you. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you really wanted to be successful, you'd be doing things for yourself to be successful, right? Or else mm-hmm. stop saying that you want to be successful because you really don't. And if you, if you really care that much, you'll find a way no matter what it is, if it's the hardest path you go through or the easiest path you go through, you're going to find a way no matter what. Yeah. Like think about it. When we, when we're thirsty and our body says, Oh, you got to drink some water. Mm -hmm. We drink water, right? It's like when you're hungry and your body is like, yo, you got to eat some food. You will do whatever it takes to eat that food, you know, like no matter what, because it's high, high, high priority. The problem that we have is there are people that, that, you know, want, it's all about expectations and reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't judge anyone just because they're lower ambition level than me. In fact, 
I think they're equally successful. It's success is all about meeting your own goals. If someone's goals are kind of just, okay, you know, I just want to make six figures in my whole life. I want to live in a house with a white picket fence and a happy family. Dude, props to you. Like if you accomplish that and that was your goal, that's amazing. The problem is when you have a goal that's here, but your work ethic is down here and your results are down here, that gap, that's called unhappiness, right? Yeah. And I think that gap is the big problem is that so many of these people these days have such big lofty goals or they deep down, they, they, they think they want these things, but then they're just not willing to take any meaningful steps to get there. And in fact, it's not only like you're prioritizing water and food above your goals, which those are biological needs. It's like you're prioritizing Netflix. You're prioritizing chatting with other people. You're prioritizing this and that and this and that. You know, one, one of the big things my friends ask me, they're like, oh, you know, how did you do like $20 million in, in your first year? That's crazy. I'm like, okay, well, in the last semester of college, well, you were having a lot of fun, you know, going out every single day and just chilling all day. I was working, right? Mm -hmm. And while you were traveling the world before you, your corporate job, I was working. And while you were doing your corporate job for 70, 80 hours a week, I was spending 70, 80 hours a week on my business. It's like I was working for myself while you were always working for someone else or wasting time. Like, no shit, I'm going to do way better than you. Like, if I don't do way better than you, I am objectively a stupid person, right? It's like I am literally working for myself the same hours you are working for someone else or wasting your time. And if I still can't do better for myself, I must be the biggest idiot in the world, right? So all of this can be broken down into logic. You know, it's, it's not like rocket science. The problem is people overcomplicate the process in their mind when deep down the process is not their problem. It's the attitude. They just, they don't have the, they don't actually have what it takes to actually just feel that short-term pain to get mm -hmm. what they want. What do you think about um, the idea of mediocrity? Do you think that people should always strive for more? Do you think that people should be sometimes okay if that's what they want? I don't think either one is the, is the right answer. It's just, it's your preferences, right? Like mm -hmm. if you are okay. very satisfied with where you are, good for you. You're going to live a very happy life. I'm someone that's just never satisfied. You know, I'm always pushing myself and, and the people around me in, in a particular direction, like improvements, right? It's like, okay, $20 million in year one, right? I mean, I became a self-made millionaire at 23, right? Like I could have lived a very cozy, comfy life. It's just, it doesn't get me excited. You know, it's like, I, I want to push. It's yeah. like, I want to, I want to do even more. I want to do something more significant. I want my, I want to matter even more. Now, am I any better than someone that's just more content? No, right? Maybe in, a, in society's eyes, maybe it's like, okay, I get more press. I get more recognition, but I don't think any of that matters at the end of the day. So I don't think one is better than the other. It's just, if you are someone with big goals, you need to take big actions, right? The problem is some people have big goals, but they're not willing to take the action. Then that leads to unhappiness and unfulfillment, right? If you mm -hmm. have small goals and you take small actions, that's perfectly fine. You're going to be very happy, right? Yeah. The problem is the other thing is going on where it's big goals, terrible, lazy execution. How are you ever going to find happiness, right? Because yeah. what you think you deserve or what you want is way out of reach given your work ethics and your habits. After that first year and getting 20 million sales, how would you deal with the expectation that you have to either do better or do it again? Was that, did that thought ever cross your mind? Well, I, I, don't, I don't really channel much expectation from the outside world. You know, like my, my parents never wanted me to do this business anyways. They always mm -hmm. wanted me to get a cozy job. So clearly I didn't listen to them. You know, there was a point where I had $3,000 in credit card debt and I was living in my parents' basement. And I had a bunch of student loans I had to pay. And it's like, I was still doing my business. So 
I just really don't tune in to kind of what's going on, on the outside. I think it's all noise, whether it's positive or negative. So how did I deal with the expectation? I'm always, I always give myself the biggest expectations. I'm always my biggest critic. I always set myself the loftiest goal. I don't give a shit about what other people expect from me. Right. So all the pressure has always been internal and you know, it was easy to deal with because that's just how I've always been now since, since probably five years ago, you know, since that moment I told you about, I've been the same person since then. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm always going to be pushing forward for, for something and trying to make more impact. So it, it was, it's easy to deal with it. You know, even if I hit a billion dollars one day, right. I'm still going to feel the same way. It's just the type of person I am. So it's, it's easy to deal with. I think it's only the pressure is only difficult and hard when it comes from the outside environment, but it's just, that's never healthy, whether it's positive or negative you need to internalize pressure, internalize motivation, right? Because you're your own best accountability buddy, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing each and every day. I know if I wasted time. I know if I watched Netflix a little too long. I know if I didn't do a task I should have done. I know no one else knows, right? And I know what I have to do. It's clear. So that it's important. Obviously you can find other people to lean on to kind of motivate you but that, that's kind of like a crutch. It's like at the end of the day, one of the most basic skills you need in life, regardless of what you do, is to be able to motivate yourself and hold yourself accountable. If you can't even do that, you will never find success in anything, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's like building the trait of discipline. If you don't have discipline, how do you expect to do things every, each and every day in order to be successful? Exactly, exactly. So why is it so important to, for you? Like you said, you help e-commerce um, individuals or people that want to get into the industry. Why is it important for you to be teaching these entrepreneurs? Yeah. So I, I'm kind of on a mission right now where, you know, there's, there, there's this basic theory, right? And it's, I didn't come up with this, but I think it, it captures this very well. There's different levels of kind of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. The, the bare minimum is, is kind of survival. It's like, you have to be very, very selfish. You have to be very internally focused and you, you can't think about anything else except survival because you got to eat right? This is like people making maybe minimum wage, you know, like barely, barely getting by, right? Like living wage, that's that type of person. The next level is kind of sustenance. It's like, okay, you're not stressing about survival anymore. You can't really afford that many luxuries, but it's like, you're good, right? Like you're not going to be on the streets the next day. You don't have to worry about where your food is coming from. That's sustenance. The next level is kind of like, um, kind of like comfort, right? It's like, okay, you're, you're not only sustained and you're good. It's like, now you can buy some luxury things. It's like, okay, you can go on some vacations, et cetera. This is kind of for a lot of people, upper middle class level. Right. And it obviously depends on your goals, but above that, I think it's wealth and wealth is like, okay, you can buy things that the average person can never buy in their lives. Right. Like if you buy, let's say a Lamborghini, it's like, okay, the average person will never be able to buy this or ever drive one. Right. So this is wealth. The, the highest level, I think, and again, this is all psychological, it's different values for different people, mm-hmm. is abundance. That's when you kind of can scratch everything you want to scratch in your own life and you can basically get all the things that make you happy and you still have a lot left over. And now you're, you're given a very big blessing, which is, and you know, for me, it's like, okay, I, I, live in a, I live in a multi-million dollar home in the Hollywood Hills now, right? I used to live in my parents' basement. You know, I drive a very, very cool car that, that, you know, I wanted for a very long time. You know, it's, it's, I'm living this crazy life. I can buy anything I virtually want. Right. I'm not someone that ever needed a private jet 
or, or like a Rolls Royce or a hundred million dollar mansion to be happy. Like I'm not, I'm not that materially driven. So for me now it's like, okay, I've satisfied my, my, my wealth criteria, right? It's like, okay, I, I made a lot more than I ever expected at my age. And it's like, okay, now what am I going to do my time to make things more exciting? Once you go from being in that abundance mindset, you can go from pursuing personal success to pursuing significance, right? So now for me, what really motivates me is kind of like the businesses I build matter, right? They made an mm. impact. Like in, in the same way, like Apple knows they, they transformed, you know, consumer technology. In the same way, Warby Parker knows they transformed glasses where it's like, these are the businesses I'm more excited in. And also as a part of that education program, it's all about significance. So it's like, I know I can touch people's lives. I know e-commerce is such a hot field right now that if someone really learns from me and does it the right way, they can really change their life, right? And yeah. now that gives me so much pleasure. And you, maybe you could say it's selfish. It's like, okay, money's not getting you off. You're just getting off now from helping people. But that's, that's what really kind of just like is triggering these, these chemicals in my brain. Now that's what's making me very happy is when I'm like, okay, I made an impact. I made a difference. I made a splash, right? Because the, the, the luxury items and all that other stuff, I can't already buy anything I could, I could ever want. You know, it's mm -hmm. like I could buy a Lambo tomorrow and it would, it would, it would be a lot of money, but it's like, I wouldn't have to like, you know, I wouldn't have to mull on it for that long. It's like, it's a fraction of what I have. Right. So that kind of stuff just doesn't excite me like Gucci and stuff. Just, it doesn't excite me anymore. Right. Yeah. What excites me now is impact. So you talked about uh, e-commerce and everything, but what's, I've heard of this generation E. Can you explain that more? Yeah. So it's a, it's a free Facebook group that I run, um, mm -hmm. that basically teaches people about, um, you know, e-commerce for free. And, um, yeah, so that's like my free Facebook group. I also have a paid e-commerce incubation program where, you know, students can kind of partner with me to make their own e-commerce brand. We're seeing great success with that. And then, you know, I, I host a, I host a training, um, every single day actually at 6 PM. So, and that training is just kevinzang.com forward slash learn. And, uh, you know, I do that training every single day as well. So I'm all about just providing as much information as that's out there. And again, I, I want to make an impact. I think e-commerce and this whole digital world can change lives. And mm -hmm. I think what's beautiful about this digital age is it's democratized entrepreneurship. Meaning before, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it costs a lot of money. You need investors, you need connections, like you, you need to figure out a lot of different things out and chances are you couldn't. So the, the best route to be an entrepreneur, I think 10, 15 years ago was to go to college, was to join a corporation afterwards and make some connections and then finally save up your money, maybe mortgage your house and start that crazy idea. And then maybe it fails, right? Like that literally was the only way you could do it reasonably, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, because of technology, because of global markets, because of the digital age, things are just a lot less high barriers to entry. You know, like you can take $3,000 and build a business that generates 20 million. Like that's possible. That wasn't just not possible 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So I want to spread what I think is this massive gospel of digital wealth and opportunity to as many people as possible, because I think the market's growing faster than anyone can possibly enter it. And that'll make me a significant individual. Like I've, I've already, I'm the youngest member of the Forbes business council right now. Mm -hmm. I've already been on Forbes and kind of entrepreneur. I want to go back on those publications. This time I want to be on the front cover and it will be because I'm changing other people's lives. Like Kevin has disrupted the education world, right? Like this is a trillion dollar industry and he's disrupted it 
my, my whole goal is can I make something better than college for entrepreneurial minded people at a fraction of the price and a fraction of the time. And I think we did accomplish that. And that, that's our incubation program that we worked for four months uh, very, very hard on. And that's kind of like what I'm very, very passionate about right now is I think it's kind of messed up that my parents had to pay quarter million dollars for me to go to college. And when I graduated college, I really was headed towards a job that probably would have made me miserable. Like that is what I got for 240 K that's mm -hmm. crazy. Right? Yeah. People don't understand that there's multiple avenues that a, a person can go after they graduate high school. They can go into trade school. They can become an entrepreneur. They can go to college and become a doctor, lawyer, whatever they want to. But it's, it's important that that person goes after their passion. But I think the problem is that too many entrepreneurs or teens who have these big aspirations, they think it's too hard when really this is the best time for entrepreneurship there's been ever. There's, yep. All the tools are out there. You have YouTube, you have podcasts, you have books, you have everything that you need in order to become successful. And too many people are just making excuses, I think. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's exactly the, the barriers to entry are lower than ever before. So what's going on right now is college is still universally accepted as the path to go on, but it's not necessarily the best path anymore for certain types of people. And, and, you know, that's, that's what this whole digital revolution is all about, right? I have two 17 year olds in my program right now that are each pulling a thousand dollars a day. That's 365 grand. You know, it's like, that's what some people go to a great school and work five, 10 years to get to. And these 17 year olds are already doing it. And th these 17 year olds are not Mark Zuckerberg's. Like they're not just God sent talent. It's just, they were scrappy right? They, they found opportunity. They arrived upon my program. So they were looking in places that no one else was looking. I think at the end of the day, it's very simple logic. If you want a life that no one else in your social group is living, if you want a life that no one else you know is living right now in close proximity to you, and you want a life that everyone wants to live on paper, then you got to do things that no one else in your social group is doing, right? So I think that's one of the big flaws is people expect extraordinary results. They do the same things each and every single day. It's like, what are you expecting to happen? That like a random ticket to the lottery is just going to fall from the sky. It's like, if you are working your job every single day and that's all you're doing, how are you expecting different results from all your coworkers? Like that's, that's ignorance. That's just, that's, that's like mm -hmm. a massive ego problem, right? It's like, you're doing the same things as other people and you expect different results. That's, that's insanity, right? Yep. So I think that's something that people have to be conscious of. It's like, yeah, I want to be like Kevin, you know, I, I want to be 23 years old or 24 years old and, and have millions and, you know, do all these crazy things and, and be in the Hollywood Hills and, and, and do all this stuff. It's like, yeah, you can't get there. There is a clear path for you to get there, but you better be willing to, to take some sacrifices and do some things that no one else in your friend group or in your immediate social circle, your family, your friends, no one else has done or is willing to do because that's the only way you live a life that no one else can live, right? So I think that's also very important to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Like I've talked, yeah, like I, I've talked to a lot of my friends and different people from my school and they wonder like, why do you get up at 5 a.m.? Why do you do this and that? But in reality, it's just, it's a mindset that you, I want to live a different lifestyle in the future than other people. I want to exactly. be able to reach a success that most people can't even think of. And it's not going to happen from just getting up and going to school every day, procrastinating my homework and doing nothing. Like I have to be going after something each and every day in order to go for those goals. It's not like I'm just going to sit around and then it's going to be handed to me. Exactly. 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 You have to do different things if you want different results.
Mm-hmm. And that same thing with career path too. You know, it's, I think one of my biggest advice is like you, you take a look at what the average person and whatever you're trying to do gets to. And that's kind of your benchmark of where you can end up with, because assuming anything else, you're kind of being delusional, right? So if I, I, I went to my corporate job, you know, yep. and let's say I take a look and I'm like, okay, this is what people in my corporate job are making by the time they're 30. You know, this is what they're making by the time they're 25. If I expect myself to be drastically different from those benchmarks, it's kind of delusional thinking, you know, it's like, right? Like why, why, why do I think of that special? Like either I have a massive ego where I'm being unrealistic, you know? So what you have to do is like, okay, now I think about it. All right. Entrepreneurs for successful entrepreneurs. What is their average lifestyle? Like obviously $20 million in year one is, is way better than average, but at least my benchmark was like, okay, I know that people that make it in e-commerce and again, making is that key word. I know that people that make it in e-commerce do really well. It's like they're, they're making at least high six figures, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes seven figures, even eight figures. And they're living great lifestyle. It's passive income. Like these are the people I saw and I'm like, okay, that's what I want. So that's the path I'm going to go towards. Right. If you do the same things as everyone else in whatever you're doing and you're expecting drastically different results, that's when you need a reality check. Right. So the people that are like, Hey, yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire one day, but they're still going through life like everyone else. It's like, why, why are you going to be better than everyone else? It's like you're getting the same grades as these guys. You're working just as hard as these guys. They're not going to be millionaires. Why do you think you're going to be a millionaire? Right. That, that's, that's called a delusional mentality, right? Where yeah. you have a massive ego. You just think you're that special, which I believe everyone should think they're special, but it's all about being realistic. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all about making sure the work ethic you have and the things you're doing actually matches your goals. You have to dream big and go for those amazing goals, but at the same time, you have to be rude in reality and where you're at at this specific time and the, what you're doing to get to those goals. You can't just pretend that you'll get there one day and it'll just happen. You have to actually be rude in action and reality. Exactly. Dreams stay dreams. Dreams will always stay as dreams until you do something about them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like, what you said is very important for anyone, whether they're trying to get into entrepreneurship or just a regular job, they need to be able to look at that career and see, is that where I want to be? Where are they at five, 10 years from now? Is that where I want to be in life? Or maybe do I need to come up with some sort of side hustle to support my income? But that's really what I love to do. They have to make that decision earlier on in order to understand more if that's going to be the lifestyle that they really want to live. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it always shocked me because I would have friends, you know, even in college or high school and they're like, you know, they, they love cars. They're like, mm-hmm. I need a Lamborghini one day. You know, like that's, that's what I really, really want. And they, they decide to go become like, you know, they go to pre-med and become a doctor. And I'm just like, okay, well, um, how many doctors make enough money to, to buy a Lamborghini? Like what type of doctor are you going to be? Unless you're a neurosurgeon or like a trauma surgeon or, or someone that's, you know, very high level, how are you ever going to buy it? Right. And then they're just like, ah, now, nah, you know, I don't want to worry about it. I'm just going to go be a doctor. It's like, you're, you're, you're literally expecting your, your delusional person, right? It's like, how can you like, you know, what likely you're going to make as a doctor and you know that buying a Lambo means that much to your life. So then it's like, okay, why do you think your outcome is going to be so different from everyone else's? Right. And I think that's like, you know, obviously you always want to be exceptional, but it's, 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 it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a standard error, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. there are people that are going to be high achieving at a particular space, but it's still, 
you know, there, there's no one at my corporate job, even the best employee that's probably smarter and harder working than me. There's no one that becomes a millionaire when they're 23, right? That's impossible. So it's mm -hmm. like, if that's what you really want, you're like, Hey, in my twenties, I want to be rich. I want to do these crazy things. You, you can't work at a corporation. There's no corporation where that's, that happens. So why do you think you're going to be so different? And, and people, what, what happens is they, they, they strap on to kind of the, the luck or they strap on to kind of the, the positive coincidence where they're like, you know, I'm going to be heads down this corporation and maybe I'll just st stumble upon a startup idea. It's like, you're going to leave your life and something that matters a lot to you to, to, to a maybe to a chance. Mm -hmm. That's what's crazy. Like the number of people that go into corporate America thinking they want to be entrepreneurs eventually. It's like, okay, you said eventually, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. But they're like, Oh, you know, I'll come up with an idea, you know, eventually it's like, chances are you won't, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're placing what you really want to do just to just chance. Like that's nuts. You know, would you ever just like, Hey, your, your mom is sick and you really want her to be healthy. Would you ever just be like, all right, I'm just going to play the lottery to see if she's going to be healthy or not. You know, that's, that's yeah. crazy. Right. And your goals are such a big part of what makes life valuable and fulfilling and happy. And you're going to leave that up to chance. It's, it's bonkers, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's crazy, but, but I just think there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of delusion going on, um, in a lot of people's minds. And, you know, some people need to wake up to reality or else they're going to wake up one day and be like, Oh shit. Right. I didn't accomplish anything. I thought I accomplished what happened. It's just like, well, what happened was what was expected to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And too many people are like that are looking for the perfect timing for things when there's never ever perfect time was yesterday for anything for sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and I think that, and the, these people's careers, their, their dreams in the clouds, but their career sets the ceiling. It's the roof and they can't go above that. And they're expecting to just bust through the ceiling and like fly up there to their goal someday when in reality, it's not going to get there. And I, and I would say they, they never had those dreams anyways. It was just, it was a good thought, you know, it was a good sound bite, but you don't really want it or else you would think logically, you know, mm -hmm. it, like, it felt good to think about it. When, when you're sick, you don't just think about Tylenol. And be like, you know, that would be nice. You, you go get it because you know, it's like, I, I got to yeah. get this shit, right? It's it's so like, true. I need this in mm -hmm. order to not be sick anymore. When you're thirsty, you, you got to get that water. You know, it's like, you know, you have to get that thing. It's like when you're, when you want to buy a car, you're saving up for it. It's like, I, I got to go, I got to mow some lawns. You know, I got to put this down payment on. It's like, whatever. It's, it's the same thing for goals, right? So it's, it's like so many people just have these nice thoughts and they don't do anything about them. And it's just like, why is this any different? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not any different. And that's why I think so many people live for themselves disappointing lives. Right. Because mm -hmm. the, 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 the goals are up here. The action doesn't follow. And in anything else we do in life, we always follow up our goals with action. I want to be less sick. I better buy some Tylenol. Right. It's what, why is this any difference? And, and I think that's, that's the big thing is too many people are just kind of ex like daydreaming. They make this distorted reality for themselves where kind of life will just hand them something that changes everything. And quite frankly, that'll never happen. You might as well go play the lottery. Yeah. And a lot of times, like you said, it's not really their dreams. And you know, it's really like the big dream you want, the big goal when it consumes you. I mean, it's the only thing you can think about exactly. all the time. When you're when your teacher's like, Hey, why aren't you paying attention? Like, sorry, I was thinking about this thing that I want to do right when I get home. And like, I want to work on my business. I want to work on my side hustle. When it becomes at that point, that's when you know that you're really serious with it. And too many people are not. Exactly. It's like, you know, kids with bad grades, they have bad grades because they don't want good grades. Mm -hmm. People that aren't successful aren't successful because they don't want success. Right. That's, that's it.
That's all there is. There's no X factor to why someone has bad grades. It's, it's clear. It's, it's straightforward for you to get good grades, right? It's not, it's literally just cause you don't want good grades enough. So stop telling everyone that that's what you really want, you know, because that's not, or else you'd be working a lot harder for them. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, do you have a morning routine that you follow every day? Um, yeah. So I, I guess the closest thing is, um, so I actually have a pretty crazy sleep schedule. I mean, I'm blessed that I can kind of wake up whenever I want, um, because I work for myself. So my sleep schedule is a, is a little crazy. I sleep at around two to 3am and then I try to wake up by like 11. So it's, it's, it's kind of later in the day, but that's just what works well for me. But mm-hmm. I always like to start off by waking up and then I have a trainer that comes to my house and then, you know, we train. Normally I go to the gym to train with him, but you know, I, I basically, I get my ass kicked by my trainer and that's guess like the closest thing to kind of like meditation for me or, or just like something very, very good to set off the day because what I found is when you do something very hard as the first thing you do in the day, it really sets the tone for what you're going to do for the rest of the day, right? It's like yeah, if I get my ass kicked and that's the first thing I do that day, you know, nothing's going to like no amount of work is going to hurt like when I have to do that five extra push-ups and I, I'm mm-hmm. almost dead, right? Like that's yep. pain, you know, that's, yep. that's hard. It's like that's you're pushing yourself. Me just like doing some work on e-commerce, it's like you don't feel any pain. It's just hours. It's like I just know how to do this. So everything else feels a lot more easy, I guess, or manageable compared to like excruciating physical pain. And he does a good job of really pushing me to my limits. So that's what I like to start off doing. I would say after that, I get in a shower and then I kind of plan. So I'm like a big notebook, whiteboard person. And um, I, I like to organize like, okay, this is what everything I have to do today. And I like to check up on, you know, I obviously have a big team. So I'm looking at, you know, we use monday.com. So I'm looking at, okay, here's what everyone else is working on. Do I have to engage on anything? Do I have to give anyone any direction? If not, I'm heads down. And this, these are the things I have to take care of today. And I just make sure that everything is crossed off on my daily whiteboard before I leave the room, however amount of time that that takes. And mm-hmm. um, that's, that's my day to day. Do you by so fast? Yeah. At it's the end of the fun, day, you know? do- yeah. At the end of the day, do you do like reflection at all? Or is it just that, that time in the morning when you really like plan, look at what you did? So I don't, so honestly, I'm very honest. And, uh, I don't know if this is like a PC podcast or whatever, but I'll just be fully honest. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I smoke weed every single day and I smoke it at night right before I go to bed. And, uh, as soon as I'm done with work, it's legal here in California. So, you know, I'm not doing anything legal. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's what I do. And it really relaxes me and kind of just puts me in a good zone and I relax a little bit and then I go to sleep. I don't really do any of that kind of reflection at night. I like to take the morning um, or at least when I wake up to kind of do all of that thinking. But, but it's also like, it's just when you're, especially when you're working for yourself and your business and you truly love what you're doing and the people you're working with, your business becomes a part of your mind no matter what you're doing, right? So I'm always thinking about it no matter what I'm doing. I'm always thinking about ideas. So it's more of like instead of that standard meditation time that I know a lot of people, especially very effective people like to do, I just never got into it. I kind of spread it out throughout the day, but I'm still going through the same motions of, okay, I'm giving myself feedback. Here are things I messed up on. Here's things I got to improve. And uh, I just kind of take when I wake up to kind of do that. But I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my business 99% of my life, a hundred percent, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm having fun, it's always on the back mind because that's, it's like, it's like my baby, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that gives me all that I have in life right now. 
And uh, it's the thing that's going to give me a lot more. It's going to help me give to others. And it's, it's, it's just, it's the most beautiful and magical thing that I could have ever created. And um, that's how I feel about it. So of course, I'm going to think about it all the time. Okay, final question. What is the number one piece of advice that you would give yourself if you could go back and talk to yourself in high school? Yeah, I would say the number one piece of advice I would give myself in high school is that th- this is the reality of the world, right? There's, this is kind of like a line. Mm-hmm. Everything above this line is kind of institutional world. These are the opportunities you hear about. These are opportunities you get in college. These are opportunities your parents know about. These are opportunities everyone basically knows about, right? Like these are the public jobs. Like, you know, you can be a lawyer, a doctor, a consultant, a banker, right? These are the public things. There is now an equally big world that's underneath. And this is kind of the entrepreneurial kind of hustle, kind of just like unconventional ways of getting to where you want to be, right? And it's just as lucrative. It's just as big. And what I've found in most situations is actually less competitive because less people know about these things, right? So my biggest advice to myself in high school would be don't let the fact that you have so many of these options trick your mind into thinking these are all of the options. It's kind of like if you're at a restaurant and you're eating barbecue and you have 20 barbecue sauces that you can choose from, it's very easy for you to assume like, oh my gosh, this must be all of the barbecue sauces at this restaurant because there's, there's freaking 20 of them. In reality, there could be 2,000 in the back room, different ones, and you just don't even know, right? Mm-hmm. So my biggest advice to myself would be look for opportunity in places that other people, especially your friends, aren't looking. And if you still decide now, if you still decide to be in the institutional world, that's okay. That's a great option for a lot of people, but at least now you know that's exactly what I want to do. That's exactly what I'm make it make me happy. Like, if you want to be a doctor, know what e-commerce is, know what digital entrepreneurship is, know what being a scientist is like, know what being an investment banker is like, know what being a consultant is, and then choose to be a doctor and you will be the most effective, motivated, happy doctor of all time because you know this is the path for me out of all these paths. Don't make the mistake of getting funneled into something and not just even taking, honestly, like, Everyone always asks me, like, how do you stumble upon e-commerce? Google. Like, you spend 30 minutes a day Googling just for other opportunities for a whole month. Let's say all the listeners just, just, just you know, they, they commit to doing this. You will blow your mind at how many opportunities exist out there and how many different ways people are making money that you just have no idea about. And it's that easy. And it's like, if you're willing to watch Netflix for an hour a day, or if you're willing to do anything for an hour a day, If you don't do this for an hour a day, you're literally telling yourself Netflix is more important than my happiness in the long term. And that's what's nuts. I appreciate all of your time, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Um, I wish you all the success in your e-commerce business. Sounds like you're doing an amazing job, especially helping up and coming entrepreneurs. Uh, That's that's all for the 5 a.m. Hustle podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.